What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Wednesday, October 12th. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And I'm Juanita Tolliver, and this is What A Day, where we're encouraging leaves to turn a different color other than, you know, the basic orange, yellow, or brown. Yeah, listen, those colors have been done. We are tired of it. It is a new year. It is time for new leaves. Give me some Carolina blue. Just give me something new. Yeah, something we haven't seen before. On today's show, President Biden is now calling on members of the L.A. City Council to resign after they were caught on tape making racist remarks. Plus, a voting scandal has rocked Alaska's fat bear week. Oh, my. But first, (laughs) in today's episode of the Senate showdown. Yes, I just made that up. Bear with me. We're zooming in on Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth, where straight-talking Democrat John Fetterman is facing off against New Jersey resident Republican Mehmet Oz. This is one seat Democrats are hoping to flip their way in the fight to maintain control of the Senate in November, and the race is tight. Okay, so exactly how tight of a race are we talking here? I know that Fetterman was ahead of the polls by quite a bit earlier this summer. Where are we at now? Right. So during the past few months, Fetterman has enjoyed a healthy double-digit lead that hit 12 points in August, which is huge. You got to consider, look, Biden won Pennsylvania by only 0.7 points in 2020. Trump did the same. He won it by 0.7 points in 2016. Right. It's not called a battleground state for nothing, you know? So no one should be surprised that Fetterman's 12-point lead in the polls this summer is now closer to six points. And of course, as more and more voters tune into the race during the final month, we can expect to see it get even tighter. We can also count on seeing how Fetterman's campaign leverages every single gaffe and screw-up that Dr. Oz commits. <laughs> like, I'm sure we all saw the crudite search at Wegner's, not Wegmans. Oh, we did. You know? And oh, we did. Most recently, Oz decided to speak at an event in front of Hitler's literal car. Even SNL got in on that mess. And Fetterman's campaign also put up billboards on I-95 near the link, which is Lincoln Financial Field, the stadium where the Eagles play, and includes a picture of Oz in Dallas, and they're calling him a Cowboys fan. So you know that's (laughs) going to piss off some voters, right? I love it. Keep it coming. Every single week, they have owned this guy. They've owned him outright. And I got to give a shout out to Fetterman's campaign team, especially his digital team. They have been on it, and they're one of the best in the business. But again, there's no shortage of material. Totally. Their team is fantastic, has been turning out this material for months and months. So big ups to them. But how are Republicans responding to all of this? I don't feel like they are taking these hits particularly well. What has their rebuttal 
spin. Well, we know the rebuttal is not defending Oz. They're not even no. going to touch that. They're just hoping those gaffes disappear, right? But <laughs> they're trying to pivot to crime and attacks on Fetterman's health. Similar to races across the nation, Republicans are using the decades-old scare tactic of crime to motivate their supporters to turn out and vote. Specifically, they're criticizing Fetterman for his role as chair of the Pennsylvania Board of Pardons and his advocacy to commute sentences and eliminate mandatory life sentences without parole. I mean, that sounds reasonable to me, Priyanka. I don't know. I mean, of course, this will have some impact as the polls continue to narrow. But Republicans are also raising questions about Fetterman's health after he suffered a stroke in May. Republicans argue that because of his stroke, Fetterman is unfit for office and that he's too sick to serve. But Fetterman made it clear in an NBC interview last night that his continued recovery would not impact his ability to serve in the Senate. You've been on this road of recovery. I'm sure it hasn't been easy. This is a serious health condition. This is a serious health issue that you experienced. What has that recovery process been like? How has it changed your day-to-day experience? It changes everything. Everything about it has changed. Basically having a conversation with your wife, to having a conversation with your children, especially early after the stroke. The ability to really understand what exactly what I'm being heard is, but it gets much, much better where I take in a lot. But to be precise, I use captioning. So that's really the major uh, challenge. And every now and then I'll miss a word every now and then. Sometimes I'll maybe mush two words together. But as soon as I have captioning, I'm able to understand exactly what's being asked. But even after the stroke, immediately after that, I was able to read everything and I haven't lost any memories or anything like that. It's just really the lingering issue that I have. Look, auditory processing issues and speech challenges are not disqualifying. If anything, Fetterman represents people who are also living with long-term health challenges, recovering from strokes, and living with disabilities. It's not disqualifying, and it's absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. And honestly, I appreciate that Fetterman goes on in that interview to describe how his recovery has made him even more empathetic to other Americans who are experiencing these challenges. Totally. And he's being fully honest about where he's at and where he was. And he's still out there. He's talking to voters. He's communicating with them. Clearly, they are still liking what he is offering. So I don't really think this conversation about like, can he do it? Can he whatever? Like, it seems like he's been doing great so far and his recovery has been really, really fantastic. He is doing it. It's going to be a tough road and Republicans certainly aren't going to give him an easy time. But I really hope that people don't count this against him. Pod Save America also spoke to Fetterman about a month ago. He said he's feeling great. He's living a normal life, which is amazing. We'll link to that interview in our show notes. But looking ahead in Pennsylvania, what should we expect next in this race? I know there is a debate coming up. What else is happening here? Look, so the timing of this national interview is not surprising because the only debate for the Senate seat is coming up on October 25th. And it was important for Fetterman to publicly address his recovery, the auditory and speech challenges he's experiencing, and any aids that he'll be utilizing at the debate so that he can hear and engage. And I want to reiterate, there is absolutely nothing to be ashamed about here. And honestly, I do hope Fetterman feels supported and has every single accommodation that he will need, like captioning, as he continues continues this race and continues his recovery. Because like I said, Priyanka, he is doing it. He's demonstrating that he's fit to do this with all of the accommodations that he needs. Totally. Speaking of the midterm elections, though, it is Wednesday, Wild Squad. And as you know, on Wednesdays leading up to the midterms, we like to do a little segment here called Wad the Vote. Wad the Vote. (laughs) I even did a lip bite with my shimmy today. (laughs) 
it never gets old. It really never gets old. All right, Priyanka, what are we talking about today? So another competitive battleground state in this year's elections is Arizona. And today we are zeroing in on a hot race that has dominated headlines. It is for Arizona's secretary of state. All right, hold up. You said a hot race. Secretary of state elections weren't always hot, right? If anything, they were boring and were not politically charged at all. Totally. That's no longer the case, though. After these office holders were attacked for how they handled the 2020 election, like in Georgia and Michigan. So what can you tell us about this race in Arizona? Yeah. So secretaries of state handle each state's elections, which these days is a very big deal, regardless of which state we're talking about. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Now is probably a great time to look up who is running in your area and make sure you know about the candidates in that race. But back to Arizona, the battle to be Arizona's top election official is between Democratic candidate Adrian Fontes and this hardcore MAGA Republican, Mark Fincham. All right, Fincham sounds like he's bad news. Like, not only is he an election denier and a member of Oath Keepers, but he was also at the Capitol on January 6th. He's an insurrectionist. It's the trifecta. Like, he hit all the points. All of them. He even said during a debate last month, He was interviewed by the House panel investigating the insurrection. It's like he wears it as a badge of honor or something. No, that's not the flex you think it is. Not at all. And we'll get more into who he is in just a second. But first, let's talk about Adrian Fontes. Definitely. So I had a chance to speak with him recently. He is a lawyer, a Marine Corps veteran. He previously served as Maricopa County Recorder overseeing local elections there. It was a really honest, frank conversation, not like I'm used to having with typical elected officials and people running for office. It was really, really refreshing. I started out by asking him why all eyes are now on these top election offices and why Arizona's secretary of state race is so important. Well, some people are trash and their perception of the way democracy is in their head. They just can't understand that after an election, some people win and some people lose. Right. And they want to just make up stories and create mythologies about this, that, and the other. And it's not good for democracy. As far as the importance of this, it, it couldn't be more important. And particularly in my race, the differences between myself and my opponent couldn't be more stark. And unfortunately, secretary of state races have the profile they ought to. Uh, this should be really a ministerial job. It should be a very sort of nonpartisan or bipartisan exercise sort of a thing. But uh, Yeah, a lot of folks have taken us to the brink of autocracy, and so now the core functions of democracy, the basic pulse of elections that keeps this country going, is a lot more important now. Right. I just want to commend you on such a refreshingly straightforward answer. Thank you. (laughs) But, you know, with all of this in mind, tell us a little more about why you are running to be Arizona's next secretary of state. People always talk about the most important election of our lifetime. This could be the last election of our lifetime if we don't have bulwarks against what we're facing. I mean, look, uh, we know what this vindictive Supreme Court did to Roe v. Wade, 50 years of precedent. They all told the Senate Judiciary Committee that they believed in stare decisis, which is the Latin phrase for, hey, don't mess with it, it's good to go. And who knows, this Voting Rights Act is up next. And we've got to have folks who understand voting. I'm an attorney. I've worked in the constitutional law area. I know election law pretty well. I'm the former county recorder here in Maricopa County. We've got to have someone in Arizona who's going to stand against that and stand for voters. We've got 2024 just around the corner. It's a critical national election. We've got to have folks that are willing to call balls and strikes. And if I've proven anything, it's that I've got the integrity to do that. So, Yeah, you mentioned a little bit earlier 
really quickly your opponent. So tell us a little bit more about him. Mark Fincham, he's already falsely claimed that Donald Trump won the presidential election in 2020. He even called for the arrest of the current Arizona Secretary of State. So, you know, unfortunately, he's not the only one who has these opinions. We're hearing similar rhetoric from a lot of these candidates around the country. So in your mind, what does that say about our current political discourse? What's at stake in Arizona? And what are the biggest differences between you and him? Well, Priyanka, you hit on the easy stuff, right? The election denier, January 6th insurrection attendee and planner. This guy's been doing some fun stuff for a long time. I mean, 30 years ago, he started advocating for a civil war in the United States of America. In 2014, he became an oath keeper. He's been a proud member of that organization since then and has online continuously advocated that folks stockpile ammunition and weapons for the upcoming civil war. The question I have for my opponent for Arizona Secretary of State is, Mr. Fincham, which Americans do you want to kill first in this war? That's the difference between me, a Marine Corps veteran who swore to uphold and protect the Constitution, and that guy who wants to violently overthrow the government of the United States of America. Arizona's Secretary of State race is ground zero in this battle for American democracy as against this kind of tyrannical autocracy that some of these wild-eyed extremists are promoting. And so you can't find a more stark difference than between that guy and myself. Yeah. What do you think is ultimately motivating him and, you know, others like him who are campaigning on this idea that the 2020 election was stolen still now? He's a coward. He's afraid of the world that's changing around him. He thinks it's out of control. He doesn't want to have to be part of a meritocracy where men and women and folks of all colors and faiths are created equally. And he's going to have to compete. He can't just rest on how he was born. And he's scared to death that he's got to, you know, compete against the rest of us. I think that's what it is. It's equality. And they don't want that. Absolutely. So what are you hearing on the ground from Arizonans about what they want to see from their next secretary of state? What are they most concerned about going into this election? What are you hearing? Look, at the end of the day, what I'm hearing on the ground is we need normalcy. We need people who are going to just move things forward, right? Like a Chevy truck. Elections are the heartbeat of America. You have an election and then you don't. And then you have an election and then you don't. And in the you don't have election time periods, people just want government to get out of the way. They want the opportunity to do their business or to do their industry or their tech or their law or their medicine or their education or their arts and sciences. The constant chaos, the unpredictability The upheaval that the extreme right wing presents is dangerous for all sectors of society. And so I'm really the bulwark against that in this race. And that's what makes it so much more critical that we get out the vote here in Arizona. That was my conversation with Adrian Fontes, the Democratic candidate for Arizona's Secretary of State. We'll keep following this race as we get closer to the midterms, but that is the latest for now. We'll be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, everyone's <laughs> getting flowers. <laughs> 
Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S., with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love Fast Growing Trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, Fast Growing Trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. Baltimore prosecutors have dropped all charges against Adnan Syed, the man whose murder case was the subject of the hit podcast serial. To refresh your memory, Syed was released from prison last month after his conviction was overturned in the 1999 murder of Heyman Lee, his former girlfriend. This gave prosecutors 30 days to decide whether to try Syed again or dismiss the case. The state's attorney for Baltimore told reporters yesterday that new DNA testing proved Syed's innocence, and she apologized again to Syed, who served 23 years in prison for the crime, as well as to Lee's family, who still does not have justice. The investigation into Lee's true killer is still ongoing. Yeah, that is 23 years, probably more, including the trial of Adnan Syed's life that he will never get back. It's crazy to even think about. I'm so happy that he's out, but wow. Crowds of angry protesters showed up to yesterday's L.A. City Council meeting to demand the resignations of Nuri Martinez, Kevin DeLeon, and Gil Cedillo. Just before the meeting, Martinez announced that she will take a leave of absence, but she and her colleagues have yet to officially step down days after they were heard making racist remarks on a leaked audio recording from last year. Many of the demonstrators waved signs that said, among other things, quote, All racists must resign. Feels like a pretty straightforward policy to me. And several speakers took to the podium during public comment to voice their anger and their disappointment. Among them was Mike Bonin, the white council member who was one of the people attacked in the audio, as well as his black son. 
Here is what he had to say. Asking for forgiveness is a good first step. Well, it's a second step because first you must resign and then ask for forgiveness. You heard him. President Biden actually also joined the widespread calls for Martinez, De Leon, and Cedillo to resign, condemning their racist remarks as, quote, unacceptable. And I feel like if the president is out here telling you uh, you need to quit your job, you need to quit your job. Look, Mike Bonin said what he said, and I appreciated it. Yeah. When Joe, who is like literally the friendliest dude ever, is like, hey, that ain't gonna fly here, I appreciate Mm -hmm. it. But when I tell you these commentators who stepped up to voice their opinions, they came and pretty much said everything that was on their minds, as they should have, because these council members need to hear it. And I love that it was made plain as day that all racists must resign. No ifs, ands, buts about it. That's what it is. These council members work for these people. They have to listen to what they have to say. And if they want them out of there, they should leave. Right. I think this is the definition of accountability. So get used to it. For the first time ever, experts in the U.S. are recommending anxiety screening for all children between the ages of 8 and 18 during their annual checkups. The U.S. Preventive Services Task Force issued the new guidance yesterday. It comes after the panel previously recommended that doctors screen preteens and teenagers for depression. The recommendations point to growing concerns from medical professionals about the youth mental health crisis. Data from the CDC collected before the pandemic found that more than 5 million children nationwide suffer from anxiety, while over 2 million struggle with depression. And experts worry that these numbers have only grown since COVID. I assure you they've only grown since COVID. And honestly, I wish when I was between ages of 8 and 18, I had been asked about anxiety or depression because I'm sure it would have helped and gotten me additional help. Totally. Yeah, that's not just a thing that affects adults. That's not just a problem that we have to deal with. If you are a caretaker of a child or you're a parent, like take this seriously because kids have emotions, kids feel things, kids have anxiety and stress and depression. Right. All of those things are very real. Even if you didn't experience it, if you don't think that kids should be dealing with those things, they still do. So it's really important and definitely take them to those checkups. Embarking on a long overdue journey of self-discovery is former presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard, who realized after a million Fox News appearances that she might not be a Democrat anymore. Here she is making her big announcement yesterday. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism. (laughs) Literally, what did we just listen to? That was the only time the phrase anti-white racism will be spoken on the podcast. News of Gabbard's defection came as a shock to some and specifically to the people who didn't know that she was still a Democrat. The former congresswoman from Hawaii has been on a steady rightward drift over the past few years and has made repeated comments in support of authoritarian leaders like India's Narendra Modi and Russia's Vladimir Putin. When you were playing that clip, I just wanted to plug my ears, but I feel like I have a journalistic responsibility to hear the asinine statements of Tulsi Gabbard. In the legendary words of moi, Renee, as quoted by Beyonce on her Renaissance album, Miss Honey, girl, bye. Bye, Tulsi. (laughs) Yeah, see ya. Please never. NASA has successfully orchestrated the first ever head-on collision in space. You may remember that two weeks ago, a vending machine-sized spaceship called DART collided with an asteroid millions of miles from Earth. 
The test was designed by NASA to see if such a collision could shift space rocks out of orbit to give us a planetary defense system that's better than the one the dinosaurs had. Go figure. Well, the agency announced yesterday that the test was a success and the asteroid in question was shifted even further out of orbit than scientists expected. All it took was a vending machine, I guess, you know, just lob it out there. I guess we're safe, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Who knows? With the rate that this planet is going, who really knows? Who knows? Here is the real election fraud Republicans should be worried about. It is happening in an animal beauty contest. Get the people on Fox News in on this now. <laughs> because over the weekend, two gorgeous bears competing in the Katmai National Park and Reserve's Fat Bear Week saw their fair fight devolve into chaos thanks to 9,000 last-minute fake votes. No word on if they came from Russian bots. Contest administrators managed to delete those votes, and last night a winner was crowned in the contest that tracks the expansion of bears as they prepare to hibernate. 2020's champion bear 747 took the gold, while Wynita's pick, relative newcomer 901, took a bite out of a very respectable second place. I need a recount immediately. I feel like there was more tampering in this bear election. Yeah, I mean, Wynita needs a recount. I'm proud of 901. It was very, very exciting for all of us here at WAD, even though, you know, my guy 856 did not not make it very We don't need to talk about losers. We don't need to talk about it. It's fine. Wow, I'm being flay. I guess I did come in real hot for it. You did. I just wanted to match that energy, friend. It's it's so (laughs) fine. We all forgot about it. It was last week. Anyways, please look these bears up online because their amazing round bodies must be seen to be believed. Look, I feel like 901 put up a good fight. I was rooting for her. We were all rooting for 901. She could have done it. Yeah, and the great words of Tyra, and who are we to argue with those? Tyra and the toxic America's Next Top Model. I feel like that's the best parallel for this experience on Fat Bear Week. A little bit. (laughs) And those are the headlines. That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, smash an asteroid, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just bare election results like me, What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Juanita Tolliver. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And And don't keep in touch, Tulsi. Girl, bye. I'd rather not. I'd rather not hear a thing (laughs) about that woman ever again. So please stop covering her. And do not emerge in any shape, fashion, or form in 2024. Girl, kiss it goodbye. Keep it moving. She's not even in the house right now. Is she running for something? Like, why do we care? Girl, logic has never applied. Why do we care? (laughs) What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Jazzy Marine and Raven Yamamoto are our associate producers. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producer is Lita Martinez. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made in Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made in. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made in Cookware. Shop chef-quality pots and pans at madeincookware.com.
I'm Oren Siegel, and I've been fighting extremism, anti-Semitism, and hate for more than 20 years. You should subscribe to our podcast, Extremely, to get a unique perspective on the daily work and the people who have dedicated their lives to exposing, fighting, and disrupting extremism, anti-Semitism, and all forms of hate. We bring you the stories of people and communities not only impacted by hate, but who offer new perspectives and ways to push back. You can find Extremely wherever you listen to podcasts.